everyone. Welcome back to the Redemption Tempe podcast. My name is Dina Rogers, and I'm here with Redemption women, uh, Sari Klontz and Carrie Vaughn. And I'm just so glad to have you guys at the table with me today. So welcome. Thanks. Thank you. Sari, you've been on our podcast before, but can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So let's see. I moved here from the Midwest uh, about 13 years ago. And I moved here to take a teaching job, teaching English composition. I met my husband, Brentley, shortly after that. And now we have uh, three kids. We have Elliot, who is 10, Aiden, who is 8, and we are fostering a little girl named Gracie, who is about to become our forever daughter. Awesome. So cool. Yeah. Love that. Quite the journey. Really special. (laughs) Really hard. And Carrie, we met in our ID group. I'm so incredibly thankful that you guys landed here but tell us yeah how you got to Tempe and ended up here at our podcast table sure we actually just moved to Arizona in July so about six months ago we have been serving in China for the last 15 years doing various ministries church planting we helped to start an underground seminary with the house churches there we have five children and they are 18. Sela is 18, and she's off at college. Okay. Which I don't feel old enough to have a college daughter, but are alas, here we are. <laughs> you don't look old enough either. Well, I, I don't know. I'm feeling older and older every morning, I think. And then we have a 16-year-old, Malachi, who's a junior, and Karis is our eighth grader. She's 14. Kesed is our seventh grader. He's 12, and Makaria is our 11. She's 11, and she's in fifth grade. And she was actually adopted from Ethiopia. Oh, wow. So, very cool. So, that's us. And and, such cool names. Well, they're all biblical in some form or fashion, either Greek or Hebrew. And I was telling these ladies earlier that each of them is kind of this Ebenezer that represents this treasure box of stories that had happened to us over the course. They're all pretty close together in age. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the time in between, we would look at who was God to us in the midst of those couple of years. And the names just all really summarize that really well for our family. So it's fun looking back because their names really represented a a season for our family. So cool. And such a perfect introduction to what we're talking about. Although sometime I think we need to do a podcast about all those stories. (laughs) (laughs) You don't love to hear. Uh, Well, um, Carrie, I kind of want to flip the interview microphone to you today. Mm -hmm. Sari has... Um, met and helped with helped me a ton putting this season's journal together um, about the names of God to know Him and to be known and we've had a blast right Sari met so many times for tea at this cutest little spot in Tempe that I didn't know about yeah, I've had some trouble staying focused but and I know our conversations went all over but it was just so fun and um, somehow the Lord kind of took our myriad of conversation and all the stuff and helped us get it into this journal and I'm so excited to finally have it picked up from the printer ready to get going in our ID groups our Bible study groups this season so anyways yeah we're gonna throw it to you Carrie great thank you (laughs) we Dina and I were talking a while ago she has been so very kind and gracious in leading our ID group this year and we just moving back from China I felt I feel like we showed up at Redemption Tempe kind of these wet, abandoned, sopping little puppies. (laughs) So 
Redemption Tempe has been very generous and gracious in giving our family a place and a space to transition to America. But as I looked at this journal and looked through the names of God, I couldn't help but think of a lot of these names that we came across in China. And what happens is these usually university students, they want a name with meaning. Mm -hmm. And so they'll look up a meaning and then they'll come up, they'll look something up maybe in the dictionary or, and they'll come up with a name like Cadillac or new moon or perfect wait so it wasn't their given name it was not their given name necessarily (laughs) right they just thought oh i really like that meaning because names are really meaningful in chinese they all represent something that happened in the government or in their family or something Mm -hmm. so they would look up these meanings and then their english names would be Perfect. Like the name of a car? Is yeah, that or ca- Cadillac. Cadillac. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hi, my name is Cadillac. And we would tell them, well, you can't, if you want to do business in America, it's probably not a good name. But it reminded me that they were putting a lot of, a lot of weight into these names when actually the names didn't translate always very well. Yeah. But I know that before we started, Sari was also sharing a story that is attached to her name because Sari is not your birth name. Is that right? It's true. Yes. Okay. Some of you might not know that. Uh, usually when people find out that my birth name is Sarah, they, they feel a little deceived, but it's unintentional, <laughs> the deception. Uh, growing up, a, a lot of people called me Sarah, but some of the people who loved me the most and whom I felt most loved by were people who called me Sari. And so when I went away to college at the University of Iowa, um, I just decided to start introducing myself as Sari. Mm. And it was sort of this psychological trick that I was playing on myself. You know, here are all these people who <laughs> don't know me from anyone, but oh, they, I see them on campus and they're calling me by the name that shows that they love me, you know, yeah. and that they like me and all those things. And then it just sort of stuck. So love yeah. it. I love that. Yeah, I do too. I do too. That's fantastic. Um, the As we think about names, whether it be a new name that you give yourself in college or some crazy name that you look up in the dictionary, we should really start thinking too about the names of God that you guys mm-hmm. chose to pull out of scripture for this journal. And so maybe Dina, maybe you can start, is that why are names so significant? in scripture or maybe otherwise what what's in a name i guess yeah that's such a great great question i think that especially in the old testament narratives names had specific meanings that actually sort of foreshadowed who that person was or who he became um names were super significant in the old testament um and it's interesting sometimes i think people were given a name that related to something that was happening at their birth. Um, But very often, a name told you something about a person. And somehow that always kind of seemed to sync up in the Old Testament Mm. stories. Um, So yeah, I think it was. And you know, in terms of the names of God, there were so many different gods in the culture that Israel grew up in especially as they spent 400 years in Egypt. There were almost, somebody has um, estimated that there were like 2,000 gods in Egypt. And every god had a name that had something to do with what it had jurisdiction over. And so as people got to know who the one true God was, um, 
I think that the names they gave him helped to describe his character, or how he met them in life. So mm. yeah, it's crazy when you, um, as, as you read through the Old Testament, if you just stop to look up a name, it always, always means something about that person and it syncs up with their character. Mm. So. It's not cool just to think about God's complexities and how he unfolds it to us, mm-hmm. you know, through his names. Mm-hmm. He's just gracious to do that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's, I think that as we look at all these names, it's one of the things I've heard people say is, oh, well, the Old Testament God seems really different than the New Testament God, right? It's almost like a pre-coffee, post-coffee God, right? (laughs) Like he's really angry and cranky in the Old Testament. And then in the New Testament, he's loving and fluffy, like fluffy in a good sense, right? Like he's compassionate and... And so, I mean, those are obviously big sweeping generalizations that people make probably before they've fully understood the whole of scripture. So, but how do we take these names and we see these names, a lot of them are revealed in the Old Testament, right? Mm -hmm. So how do we take those names and pull them forward to the New Testament so that we have one long um, theme or character of God that that transcends both Old and New Testament? Yeah, good question. I mean, I think one of the things we learned in Hebrews um, was that Jesus is the exact representation of God the Father, that who God was in the Old Testament, Jesus in the New Testament embodied and revealed to us. And there's a sameness that's very um, comforting. Mm-hmm. It, God isn't, God is the same. And Sari, I think one of the um, names that you studied was David learning about God as his shepherd, but how much Jesus embodied that. Can you talk to that? Yeah, I I love the way that a shepherd had to have been so attentive to the needs of his sheep. Uh, I learned through this study that sheep have no homing instinct, and so they, they don't really know where to go or what to do without somebody to lead them. And I just think that's totally me, and that's totally us. And, uh, and even just in light of who Jesus is, that Jesus could know us so well that he could identify our deepest need, and that was being separated from our Father. And so this was, this was a strange kind of shepherd who laid down his life for his sheep. You know, you think about, mm. man, in our minds we think, the sh- but the shepherd is worth so much more than the sheep. How could a shepherd do that? But that's the beautiful mystery of Jesus as the shepherd. Mm-hmm. Mm. So good. Yeah. When we were in Ethiopia picking up our daughter, we saw there are shepherds. We're in the big capital city. And so there's buses and there's taxis and there's honking and noise. And then there's shepherds and flocks of sheep. Mm. And the sheep would weave in and out of traffic as if there was they had no sense of <laughs> what was going on around them. And the shepherd, but the shepherd was never frazzled. It was amazing. And they were, mm. they were young. Some of these were young men. And it was always amazing to me because I remember thinking, these sheep have no idea where they're going, mm. why they're going, how they're going. They are fully dependent on that shepherd to guide them tr- through sometimes traffic, <laughs> sometimes yeah. hills yeah. or whatever. And yeah, it was pretty amazing to get kind of a picture of that. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, yeah really cool. So so beautiful and so interesting how a shepherd, we, I think we'll talk about this in the journal, but how a sheep always know their shepherd's voice mm. and they can follow through traffic. 
Like when I think about sheep that follow their shepherd, I think about them like out in the wilderness, you know, out in the pasture field, not crossing the street. Right. Yeah. Right. But they hone in on their shepherd's voice and they know how to how to follow. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Yeah, It's pretty amazing. So one of the things as we study scripture that we have to look at is the cultural context, right? So that we make sure to faithfully study whether it be the names of God or some, you know, one of the epistles or whatever. So as you guys wrote and worked through the journal, how did you see the cultural context really being an integral part of understanding deeply these names of God? Yeah, well, like what Sarah was saying, shepherding was such a mm. huge part of Israel's occupation and their culture that seeing God as a shepherd made sense. It put sense around um how they were cared for. But I think almost every name that we studied, um, the one that comes to mind right now is Jehovah Nisi. And Nisi is, um, the root word is a nace, which was an ensign, a, a pole. And there was a shape or a form of a god at the top of a pole. And it was often held up in battle. And when the people that were on the ground fighting looked up to that, they knew where their strength came from. And they knew um, the one who was going to help them secure the victory in the battle. And so when Moses and Aaron are holding up the staff, they're out of God, and God gives them victory um, in a battle, they name this altar Jehovah Nisi because God was their ensign. God was the one mm. who they could look to to get for strength and to know the victory in battle. So a lot of these names... Um, really are an outgrowth of what people already were experiencing in culture, but then the, you know, the victory or the peace or um, whatever it was they needed was shifted from what the culture said was the answer to God as their answer. Mm-hmm. And so that was really, really fun. It really, I think, it really helped us understand um, the names in a, in a more wholesome, a mm-hmm. c- more complete way. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I was thinking too um, just about how God chose David's role as shepherd so that David could understand what it meant for God to be his shepherd. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, yeah, I just, I just love that. I love God's attention to one person. And I think we can, we can see the way that he continues to show us, even though we don't have shepherds, you know, walking around at least, you know, where we are in Tempe, we can see how we are called to shepherd uh, women we're around or our children or coworkers or... Yeah. And I think it also really points to how God allows us... Because these names aren't... God doesn't have a whole bunch of different names. Mm -hmm. When we say that we're studying the names of God, we're studying the descriptions that people gave God when they encountered him in a place in their life that they really needed him. Um, Mm. God gave Moses his covenant name, Yahweh. Yahweh, which can also be, which is sometimes translated Jehovah, is the basis for a lot of the names we're studying. Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Nisi. And so um, it wasn't that God needed a bunch of names. He has a name. But the people that followed him took descriptive words of who he was in their lives 
and put them around his name to describe who he was. Mm-hmm. So even though we don't have God as a shepherd, mm-hmm. um, maybe if those things are being written today and I go to, I end up in the emergency room and somebody takes care of me and helps me with healing, I look at that person and I think, oh, God is like, in this situation where God is my healer, God is also my nurse or mm-hmm. my physician. And we see um, we see the character of God expressed through the way people care for us. Mm, that's good. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not that he has a lot of names, right. but we address him in these specific ways mm-hmm. because it helps us remember encounters with God when he is for us everything we need him to be. Mm, and he knows that we need that. Right. Yeah. Those reminders. Yeah. I remember very vividly thinking the moment I feel like I have community in a new place is the moment that new place becomes home. Mm-hmm. And if I was going to build community, I was going to have to take the first step. Because if I show up on a Sunday morning and someone looks at me, they're not going to go, oh, she clearly just moved here from China. <laughs> I mean, no one would say that. I don't right. look Chinese. Right. Blonde so hair, yeah, no, yeah, no <laughs> one's going to assume that about me. And so I have two choices in that moment, right? One is to say, no one cares about me. No one wants to get to know me. Or I say, hi, my name is Carrie, and I'm new to this ID group. I'm new to the area. And putting my foot forward, which I think is the scariest step, mm-hmm. right? And I think for me, that's where joining an, an ID group came in, was if I'm going to know women intimately, other than just standing in the coffee line together on a Sunday morning, it's going to require me meeting with them every week. And so that's my plug for ID <laughs> groups. I have felt so, it just has made this place feel more like home. And that's been really important for our family as we've transitioned. I look at the women who've been in my ID groups and how life-giving it's been for me um, and how each of us brings something to the group and we're able to encourage or provide or help one another that one-on-one we wouldn't have been able to do. Mm -hmm. And so I just love the um, relationships that I've seen built out in groups, the deepening of our relationships with each other because Jesus is always at the table. Mm -hmm. And so... And I learn about who God is too from your experience of him the last however mm-hmm. many years in your experience mm-hmm. of them. You know, yeah. there's, a, there's a, a way that God has encountered me uh, that's unique and a way that I can learn about him through your encounter with him through God's word. So yeah. I love that. I think that happens for all of us. Mm-hmm. So good. Absolutely. Well, Sari, I would love it if you would maybe take a minute to pray for um, Redemption Women, for our ID groups, for all of us as we start out the study of the names of God um, this season. Um, just let's commit it to him and Um, see where he leads us. Yeah, absolutely. Jesus, we are so thankful that you are right here with us. God, Mm -hmm. we are desperate for you. We are desperate to know you. We are desperate for you to fill our lungs with air every moment. Um, Father, we just want to give you this this whole journal undertaking, God. We just... um, We pray, Lord, that you would show yourself to us, Lord, in ways that we cannot even imagine right now. God, through your word, through talking with you, 
through what you've done in the lives of other women who will be in our ID groups or who already are. And um, yeah, Father, we just want to encounter you, Lord. We love you so much. God, help Mm. us to love you more. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks. Thanks, Siri. Well, thanks to all of you. For more information, you can find us on the Redemption Tempe website or our Redemption Tempe app. Um, And we will see you next time when we gather around our podcast table to immerse ourselves in scripture and disciple one another toward Jesus. Mm -hmm.